As uh, they say, I didn't even see that I am uh, muted here, but Jazakallah for pointing it out. Yes, uh, so many people listening to us across the globe, Shafat. I'm telling you that across the globe, I'm getting messages here. Uh, people sending me give special salams and dua uh, to Shafat and to Yusuf for always uh, bringing them uh, exciting, vibrant content and addressing all these current issues. Those are some of the messages that uh, came through just now. I just thought I want to share it with you, you know. So people sending their salams and uh, their du'as and uh, their respect to you uh, for your service uh, all these years. I'm getting messages and I have uh, to to relate and convey it back to you. So alhamdulillah, people are making uh, du'a for you, for Yusuf and for myself also, G. Alhamdulillah, brilliant indeed. And, uh, you know, we are there. We hope and pray that we serve Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in a manner that pleases Him most. Your questions are flying through. And this one says, why hasn't there been an uproar in South Africa when the Quran was burnt in Sweden? Good question there, Mufti. Very good question. You know, that uh, people in Pakistan, people in Turkey also, uh, I, I believe people elsewhere in the world, everyone made an uproar about uh, the burning of the Quran, the hypocrisy of uh, NATO and uh, the hypocrisy of uh, the Sweden uh, government. They didn't allow a Torah to be burnt, but they allowed the Quran, the glorious book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to be burnt and, and, and specifically on Eid Day, such a holy great day for believers. So there's no freedom of religion there, Shafat. These are Europeans, you know, they are Europeans. They are the people that are anti-Islam. And uh, we were supposed to make a similar uh, noise here, an uproar here, you know. But uh, I, I don't even know. I don't even think I... Uh, mentioned it uh, perhaps briefly, you know, so I was at fault there also. Uh, we were supposed to be uh, more outspoken regarding this. Uh, it's a precedent, and now many, many other countries will follow because it's monkey see, monkey do business now. Other countries will follow also, and uh, this will become a new norm. So unless we put a stop to it, uh, we raise our voices, we sign petitions, and, uh, you know, we get a message out there that it won't, won't be tolerated, uh, that uh, they desecrate the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, G. Yeah, people, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? Even Putin said, no, it was wrong. Putin, people, I imagine. Mm. I will hope he's not Rasputin, uh, Mufti. <laughs> Rasputin. <laughs> yeah, but, okay, uh, but you're making a point there. Even him, uh, you know, that's being looked down upon as a dictator. He said that uh, we uh, respect all religions and all faiths and uh, all the scriptures as well. And yet the West is branding him as uh, one of... Uh, the leading uh, uh, terrorist in the world today, but he's showing a respect to our glorious Quran, G. Alhamdulillah, yes, uh, as uh, Mufti Saab correctly said, he made it uh, vociferous and he went on world media to say that. Mufti Saab, uh, okay, let's uh, read this question. Mufti, it's right in front of you, and uh, I'll read it. It just came hot off the press. It says, uh, As-salam, Mufti, I was at a Qurbani and saw they slaughtered the sheep over a sewer chain, uh, or sewer drain mouth. 
where the blood drained in, and when they uh, skinned the sheep, they broke the bones in the head. First time I see this and find it a bit strange. Hope uh, Mufti can give some input, inshallah. Yes, so not everyone is an expert in uh, Qurbani. Rasulullah said, So when you're going to perform Qurbani, then of course perfect it, you know. Make sure that your knives are sharp. Make sure that the animal that is being led to the place where he will be slaughtered, there's no blood residue of the previous sheep, etc. The animal must be calm and uh, the animal must be made to, uh, to be in a relaxed state. That is what we should be doing because uh, the offer and the sacrifice is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's sake. And you're using one of the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make this offering. So uh, breaking bones and breaking necks and all of these things, you know, uh, that is completely uncalled for. It is still an animal at the end of the day. And yes, it will be uh, used for uh, human consumption. But you can do a beautiful job of it. If you are not uh, skilled in these things, then allow someone else to do that. Uh, you know, it, it uh, brings the question that sometimes do they even uh, slaughter the animal properly? Do they cut all four veins that are required by Sharia to be cut when a kurban animal is uh, being uh, 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 slaughtered, shifat? So these are all questions people should ask. You know, only appoint experts to uh, to do this because if your animal is suffering at that time and if your animal is not slaughtered properly, uh, then uh, that sin will be upon you also, G. Uh, Mufti Saba, what is the proper way to greet a haji? Yes, so they're coming back, alhamdulillah. Most of them are back also, I think. So, uh, you know, you have to make dua for them. That, ya Allah, you know, qabilallah, hajjakum, ya Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, accept your hajj and your efforts and your sacrifice. And number two or three is uh, that may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala replace all your expenses. Uh, That is one of the the du'as you should make upon uh, greeting a haji when a haji has returned uh, from hajj. Uh, The expenses part is just as important because we know the exorbitant amounts of money that people just forked out uh, for performing hajj uh, 2023. Then also ask the haji to make du'a for you, especially du'a of istighfar. So, you know, Allah mafid lil hujaj, lil hujaj. Allah forgive the hujaj and for those whom the hujaj are seeking forgiveness. Because remember that uh, 40 days in one narration, uh, the dua of a haji is still accepted after his or her's return. So go greet, meet, and ask them for dua because their duas are still accepted, G. Mufti Saba, what will happen to our pets? Qiyamad, Mufti. Yes, people are worried, you know, that will they be reunited with their pets. So with regards to animals, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will uh, resurrect them on the day of Tiyama. And even they won't escape justice uh, on that day, Shafat, in our listeners, that uh, there will be, uh, you know, justice will be served amongst them as well. So uh, in this uh, case, uh, like uh, people love their cats. Uh, for example, others love uh, rabbits and chickens. So uh, every uh, animal that transgressed uh, against another animal that broke its hoof or killed uh, unnecessary just because of killing and not eating its prey, all of uh, those things will be dealt with Kiyama. Uh, they will be allowed to take uh, revenge amongst each other. And uh, then uh, they will be said, Kuni to Raba, that uh, become dust. So they will be turned into dust. So uh, that uh, one cat or kitty that uh, drank too much milk, that it was not supposed to drink or stole from the other one's milk, etc. All of these injustices will be dealt with on Kiyama, and then they will be returned to dust, G. Yeah, I, my cats, they love whiskers. They love... <laughs> hey, I, I don't know. I shouldn't have whiskey given them. or whiskers? 
Yaha. But your rabbits, sir, Mufti, you just give them cabbages or you give them lettuce. Tell us. Yes, nowadays they're becoming like lawnmowers. They're eating everything green here uh, on the farm, Shafat. You know, that uh, they actually, uh, I'm saving money because uh, they're chowing and chowing and they're keeping the grass and everything level. So we give them cabbages, we give them uh, carrots also, uh, they love, and uh, salads they love, but they want those uh, rabbit pellets, the green ones, and uh, that's a bit uh, costly, you know. Alhamdulillah, yeah, pet food, unreal. Can I pay my zakah in advance? Uh, how, how can I recalculate it afterwards? You can pay it in advance. Uh, what you do is you pay it in advance, you keep all your receipts, you keep all your slips, and then uh, when your next zakah date is due, then you reconcile your account. You see that what was the actual amount that you had to pay. For example, you had to pay 10000 uh, so you pay 12000 so that means you've paid 2000 in advance. And there you can do your checks and balances and then rectify it uh, by uh, subtracting the 2000 So uh, it is, sometimes it's good to pay a zakat in advance if there's an urgent need where people need a zakat money, you know. Uh, and you know that your, 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 due, your due time, your zakatable time is due, so you can take it out in advance also, G. Well, uh, yeah, we give our rabbits a salt, pepper, garlic, and rosemary. Then we put them <laughs> in the oven. Hey, that's a killer, Mufti Saab. He's giving no, you a recipe. A recipe. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, from a recipe, none other uh, a recipe for disaster, you know. <laughs> I can't <laughs> eat it. That's a killer recipe. That's from uh, compliments of Yusuf. He should be having a big camel today. For his uh, <laughs> Jumma lunch. <laughs> well, uh, Mufti Sabi, going on, and uh, this question says, the fitna of speed dating is coming to KZN. Please comment. Hey, Shafat, you know, I spoke about this so many times. I'm sure that the ulama of KZN, uh, the, the Jamiat, uh, they, they will also most probably be speaking uh, about it as well. It is a fitna now. Hundreds of people gathering in a wall, and then uh, you're not only dating one person, you're dating multiple people, in a, a limited uh, period of time, one hour or so. So remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Wala We're not allowed to take girlfriends and boyfriends here in a span of an hour. You're taking multiple girlfriends and boyfriends. And then uh, they Islamize it by saying that the mahram uh, uh, can be there also. So that is this is legitimizing zina because uh, you've got no intention for marriage and uh, the protocols of nikah are not followed there, you know. There's no lowering of gazes. It's speaking and checking like normal people. Uh, so uh, I'm afraid that uh, that uh, speed dating that will draw the anger and punishment of Allah. You know, case and already on standby because some severe winds and uh, thunderstorms coming that way also. So people should stop this in its track before it spreads further. From there, it is uh, m- m- most likely to head to Johannesburg as well because it's not free. Shafat, uh, people have to pay 100, 200 bucks just to attend a zina gathering like this. So Allah protect them all, G. Yeah, Mufti, your screen is lighting up again. Do do the honors. I I see here it says that why are we advised to make hudu after eating camel? And also, and also I read that camel has devilish characteristics. So now the hadith of uh, making hudu uh, when uh, eating camel, that hadith, according to one opinion, has been abrogated. Rasulullah Sallam used to do that practice in the beginning and then afterwards he left it. Uh, the reason being is that camel meat, it is very, very fatty. 
and it leaves a residue in the mouth. And uh, then uh, the another b- b- tradition, uh, he left it, you know. So the ulama, when they, they reconcile between all of these hadith, they said that the hudu referred to in the hadith doesn't refer to the actual hudu of salah, but merely uh, refers to washing of the hands and uh, rinsing of the mouth to get rid of the residue. So a person can only do that type of hudu which is known as hudu lugha, we know, uh, linguistically hudu, and not the shari hudu that is required when a person performs hudu to perform a solah. As for the devilish uh, characteristics, Shafat, I don't think there's a single animal that does not have uh, such uh, characteristics, you know. Mm. Even cats, they become cheeky. Uh, dogs uh, bite their owners. So, uh, you know, birds of prey attack their owners. Every animal can turn on you at any given time. And uh, people should know this, you know, and this uh, is how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created animals. Mufti Sahaba, can uh, one keep a second marriage a secret? Uh, that is against the, the, the precept of Islam, Shafat. You must remember that uh, we should avoid uh, areas and situations where we are being blamed at the end of the day. You know, so if someone finds out, they will accuse you of having an affair and that can ruin your first marriage as well. If you are brave enough to get married again, then get married again. But you have to follow the sunnah. Announce your nikah. You know, tell the people that you have, uh, you got married because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala permitted you to get married. There's no reason to live a secret life, a secret lie. Because whatever you conceal, you the days will expose it. Someone somewhere will see you and that will bring about devastating consequences to you and to your family. You'll end up in a mental institution. Your world will come crashing down, etc. Because of uh, concealing something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made a permissible G. Do the wrong thing and the consequences you will bear. Uh, Mufti Sahaba, there again, your screen is lighting. Looks like you're from around the world. Read that again, Mufti. <laughs> it says here, yeah, I'm 54 years old. I think it should be 54 years young, not old. And I want to get married. My beard is white. If I dye it some color other than black, will that be deceiving the woman and her family? No, it is permissible for you as long as you abstain uh, dyeing or using a black hair or black hair dye, you know, because that is deception. That is shaving off 20 years of your life. So when the woman sees you, she will perceive and think that you are a youngster. So you act your age, you can dye it, uh, you can use henna or the colors that Rasulullah permitted. That is permissible. You'll be following a sunnah as well. Just abstain from using black hair dye, G. Yes, I must see. Read that again. There's, I told you it's raining here for you. Another message. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. The exchange with Mufti Smith was interesting and educational. Nabi Islam took part in 27 battles and also suffered injury after the permission uh, to fight the kuffar was given after Hijrah. Uh, under Hazrat Umar radiallahu the Islamic empire expanded by conquest like the defeat of the Romans and Persians. Many kuffar accepted Islam after jihad, and this is true for many other places like Spain, Africa, Middle East, Eastern Europe. These events did not occur by du'a alone. Our enemies, enemies have to be, have to, uh, uh, and offer Islam or payment of jizya. Jihad against the enemies like Macron and others has become a forgotten obligation. Yes, so that was earlier when we were debating and discussing, uh, uh, the, the, the route, how to, to, to navigate, 
through these uh, difficult times, uh, Shafat, uh, where we are uh, actually the laughing stock of the Ummah. And I always say it, and I said it in every Jummah, this happened and occurred the day we put the sword down. The day the sword will be raised in the air again, then you will see the enemies of Islam, they will succumb and they will be forced to pay jizya, and they will also be uh, forced to submit to the laws of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I think one day we should uh, take out some time and make a special uh, segment about uh, this, that uh, events before uh, jihad was made for shafat, and events after jihad was made for inshallah. I think in the near future, me and you will do a special segment, G. Allah, yeah, yeah, it's all done by divine decree, and Alhamdulillah, Jazakallah Khair for that. Mufti, we'll make this the last uh, question because, hey, hey, this, uh, you know, literally, if we go on, you and I can go on to midnight here. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Allah, Allah bless you for the barakah that comes on Q&A. And perhaps, you know, we're going to put this on in, in our files. And, uh, you know, perhaps, as you say, when we do extra shows, we can even uh, bring it up there. Assalamu alaikum, Mufti Saab. We must uh, send our, uh, we must send our Hajj complaints to Sahuk. But to whom do we complain about Sahuk itself, Mufti? It's a very, very good question because I saw Sahuk sent out a notice saying that anyone who has any complaints about any operator, etc., then uh, they can forward it to Sahuk. Then I saw the ministerial committee also sending out a notice that people who want to make sub. Missions, uh, they gave a date also there, I think, that they, an email address, uh, sorry, uh, they can make submissions to that so that people can have a dignified uh, Hajj Shafat. So when, who do people complain to about Sahuk? If you complain to Sahuk about Sahuk, then what are the steps that Sahuk will take against its members? Uh, because it doesn't have that authority uh, or, or, you know, like a whip, they can enforce things because uh, they just in NPO. So there needs to be then in a higher uh, a higher authority where people can complain against uh, Sahuk. That is just my opinion, you know, because if you're going to complain about the agents, uh, Shafat, we're going to complain to the agency and we're going to complain to Sahuk. But who's going to complain about Sahuk and, and its members? So it's a valid uh, question and uh, that is what we were uh, trying to explain to the people. I think me and you did two shows in this week already uh, just uh, trying to, to, to navigate through uh, through all of those things as well. Uh, so inshallah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for for the hujaj and for those who have any uh, complaints you know send it to Sahuk, uh, send it to me also uh, we will look at it inshallah and we will see how we can uh, be of assistance to the public and avoid this happening in the future for especially for Hajj 2024 G. Well uh, Mufti Samas, thank you for the vibrant morning coming on at the top end and the bottom end of the show. Hey, you know you make it like a sandwich. And, uh, you know, we are the, uh, I don't know, we the uh, steak or, you know, the, or the, what they call it, the minute steak in the middle. Yeah. But you put the sauce and everything. Allah bless you for, for your time, uh, Mufti Saab. And you have a, mashallah, beautiful day ahead. We will talk to you soon. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Yes, and uh, to Yusuf Asmal, brilliant check indeed, brilliant indeed, and Allah bless you now and forever, and inshallah to the listeners uh, for all your questions that, that you bring uh, forth on the show, really adds a value to the Breakfast Club. Yes, uh, keep it locked on to Sirius FM for beautiful broadcasting, lovely Nasheed interspersed. Later on, uh, when we have our spiritual segment, uh, Mufti A.K. Hussain will be giving his uh, translation of the Jumma Kudba from the Holy Lands. From the team and I, till we uh, meet you again, we bid you. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.